Welcome to DealCast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. In today's episode, we're looking at how ESG factors are driving deal activity. I'm joined by Alessandra Castelli, Content Editor, Public M&A and Regulatory for EMEA at Accurus. Hi, Alessandra. Hello. Hi. So a focus on ESG is a huge corporate trend we've seen gathering pace, particularly over the past 18 months. From your perspective in Europe, how is that trend prompting deal activity? Yes. So ESG factors uh, are more and more critical to M&A decisions making. Uh, We are seeing uh, corporate uh, values, but also um, reputational expectations that are being key to deal makers, especially when they decide uh, on mandates or when uh, they are advising buyers on specific uh, targets. So uh, while before or traditionally uh, ESG factors have been considered more at due diligence stage, uh, what we are noticing now is uh, a tendency of making those considerations uh, at the earliest stage of the M&A cycle, um, pretty much as soon as a buyer starts shopping around or a target uh, wants to be acquired. And what's driving that trend? Is it coming from shareholders or is it coming from the companies themselves? So I think here, Juliana, we need to make a distinction between public and private companies because private uh, public companies have shareholders uh, behind and uh, uh, there has been a lot of increasing regulations uh, with uh, uh, the growing demand uh, from stakeholders uh, to be more responsible investing. And that means that ESG factors are always at the top of agenda of uh, listed entities, or, or at least uh, they should be. Uh, there is always a, bit, um, a lot of focus on governance, uh, uh, executive pay, shareholders' rights, uh, board diversity, uh, and the structure of the boards, and the structure of audits. Um, what we are seeing with the private companies uh, is these growing trends where uh, M&A is actually used to improve their ESG record uh, and uh, to achieve also ESG targets. So um, there are matter of ethical and reputations for companies. There are uh, considerations that are being made, uh, obviously, at both levels, public and private. And I guess there's always the chance that the, the private companies can become public at some point in the future. I want to make sure they're in a position to do so. Absolutely. Oh, there is uh, the opposite trends uh, of uh, listed companies uh, uh, going private to avoid being in the public eye. So can you talk us through the two types of deals that are driving this ESG-related deal activity? Yeah, we have identified uh, these two trends uh, in our analysis. Uh, The first uh, sees uh, um, buyers with a low ESG record uh, targeting businesses uh, that have an eye, uh, high ESG credentials, uh, so to improve their buyers' uh, ESG records. And then uh, we have identified another trend where we see uh, assets that have not yet reached their full uh, uh, ESG potential, they are being bought or they are improved uh, uh, internally. And this is uh, typical, for example, of uh, uh, private equity funds that are entering a, a particular space. 
And do those private equity funds, do they see this as kind of one of the hottest trends in the market at the moment? They do. They do, absolutely. And uh, ESG factors are, are at the top of their agenda. Uh, that's because often um, uh, they have investors that are required to disclose what exactly they need, they, they want to invest in. Uh, or others might have uh, some specific bans uh, on certain sectors, so for example, oil or arms manufacturing. Um, others, again, have uh, a preference uh, for social and environmental friendly uh, assets uh, and uh, they invest only in this kind of company. So yeah, to answer your question, definitely they have it is at the top of their agenda. So what kinds of activity are you seeing in different sectors? In different, yeah, we, we are seeing a uh, um, Demands. Uh, we have seen demands for ESG data. Uh, for example, we have seen uh, uh, Sustainalytics uh, that was acquired by Morningstar, or uh, ISS was acquired by uh, Deutsche Börse. Uh, we are also seeing uh, players in uh, from emerging markets that are looking for ESG assets in Europe. Uh, and that was, was, for example, the case of Mitsubishi uh, that acquired uh, Eneco, a Dutch energy company. Um, another trends we are seeing is uh, those of uh, stranded assets. So companies, uh, who might have business models that they are becoming obsolete due to ESG issues uh, that are focusing a lot on innovations via ESG, um, and uh, uh, and then uh, you know we 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 have been told also by advisors in the sector that uh, um, companies should consider also spinning off their core business, uh, or, or as I said earlier, some might also consider going private. Uh, to avoid the public scrutiny in relation to ESG topics. Um, but obviously, uh, M&A is not, uh, always, uh, um, is not always used to improve the ESG record, uh, or it cannot always be used to improve ESG records. So companies sometimes might form uh, partnerships or consortium uh, to uh, address how they, they have to navigate uh, ESG uh, issues and they, they hire external consultants also to do that. And can you give some examples of both the, the partnership model and companies that are potentially looking at spinning off their core assets or stranded assets? Yeah, uh, I think uh, the definitely the renewable energy and the biotechnology sectors, but also uh, the energy sectors, uh, so where we are seeing a lot of changes uh, happening uh, at the moment. Great, thank you. Can we look at multiples and valuation? What types of multiples are you seeing in ESG-driven deals? What we are seeing is that multiples have increased for companies that are in high demand in specific sectors. For example, the sector of renewable energy or biotechnology. That's because there is this imbalance between supply and demand. There is a high demand for this kind of ESG-friendly companies or companies that are highly active in the environmental, social and governance space. But there is not enough of this type of targets in the market. In particular, for example, we looked at the renewable sector, the multiples there, 
And uh, we, uh, we have seen that in the past five years, there have been 30 deals announced uh, where the target was uh, uh, active in the renewable sector specifically. Um, of these, I think 16 were, uh, uh, were deals that have taken place between 2019 to, to today. And uh, the average... Uh, um, multiples there uh, were around uh, 14 uh, times uh, EBITDA. Uh, while if you compare this to, to the two years uh, uh, before 2018, 2017, uh, average multiples were in the range of five times. So a, a huge difference in the last uh, three years uh, uh, for the uh, specifically the renewable sector. Um, it's definitely you know, interesting to see how these multiples are skyrocketing at the minute. And how has the pandemic driven this trend and, and how are you expecting it to continue or evolve? I think uh, uh, the pandemic has had uh, quite uh, an impact on companies, making them think uh, uh, particularly about uh, uh, whether, uh, about their ESG profile, uh, um, uh, you know, climate change uh, um, conversations happening also uh, and also in increase environmental regulations in, uh, especially in Europe, uh, have forced companies to think more seriously about uh, their ESG profile. And uh, um, I, I see there are lots of buyers uh, that are willing, for example, to pay uh, premium for businesses they have a very good uh, ESG profile and uh, that's a uh, uh, that's a testament of the fact that uh, um, it, it's uh, there are reputation and uh, uh, reputation factors that, that comes into place as well as uh, um, a negative publicity that they might want to avoid and so they look uh, uh, very carefully at whether they are meeting ESG targets or not um, in general, also, I think companies are looking at uh, becoming more sustainable. Sustainability, uh, sustainable in general, there are uh, words that are being used a lot uh, um, as a synonym of ESG, being ESG friendly or even going green. Um, but it is also true that... Um, uh, if an ESG strategy is not there yet, uh, uh, companies are uh, willing to uh, to pay a premium and they are uh, willing to uh, hire external consultant uh, and uh, being advised on how to increase uh, whether they're public or private companies so I think this uh, this trend will continue uh, because uh, because regardless of the industry the target company is uh, um, the underlying business will always be affected by ESG considerations. Great, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. That was Alessandra Castelli, Content Director, Public M&A and Regulatory, EMEA for Accurus. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes. Join us next week for another episode.